0: Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Over the Top Radio in Boulder, Colorado. I am here visiting with... Don Powell, who is the founder and CEO of Panache Cycleware. Don, uh, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, George. Good to uh, be here.
0: Always a pleasure to visit with you. And uh, kind of a snowy, windy day here.
1: It is a cold one. I uh, it's a little bit too cold actually for me to ride a bike, so I did a little Nordic skiing today in the morning. Thought you'd do a podcast. Of... Yes, and then come here. Perfect day
0: so let's talk a little bit about the clothing industry i mean first off it seems incredibly competitive so why did you decide that you would start something new
1: yeah i started panache back um, you know in what was it 2010 time frame when there really weren't a whole lot of uh, kind of stylish fashionable options and really the reason that i started the company was I always joke that I I was really tired of looking like a Smurf. Um, The team that I rode for had um, bright blue shorts, bright blue top, and I I didn't really like that look, uh, either on the bike or off the bike, you know, in a cafe getting a coffee. and So one of the reasons that I started Panache was to really kind of take uh, fashion and design cues from outside of cycling, um, like plaid and houndstooth and um, kind of darker colors, black and white is a big color match for us. Um, so that we don't really stick out like sore thumbs, but, um, we, you know, we were, were stylish off the bike and, you know, I was always stylish, um, you know, in my regular life. And so why not be stylish on the bike as well? And that's, that's really kind of how it started. I just wanted to make cool designs. And, um, you know, the second part would be that a lot of times the cycling clothing, um, was not that high quality. Prices were being pushed down, and I thought for sure that there was space in the market for some high quality stuff. So, um, and really that fits cyclists. Ironically, a lot of cycling where, you know, kind of fits people who are maybe a little bit larger. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but cyclists have some pretty unique physiology and really just wanted to make um, apparel for, for cyclists.
0: 2010. That's when we moved to Boulder, and I remember my wife was saying, "Panache, that is like the cool stuff." How did you get your image so quickly?
1: That's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, we just really stuck to, you know, what we do well. Um, you know, a lot of people ask like, how uh, you can tell a panache piece, you know, from far away, and how how do you do that? Which you can. Which, yeah, thank you. Um, and really, all all our. Des- I'm also the designer of the company, so. I do probably 90%, 80% of the, of the styles, and really all I do is I, I, I kind of take a base of what is classic, you know, horizontal bars, chevrons, things that have actually been done in the past, but then add a little pop to them, add a little progression um, like houndstooth or plaid. Um, but really, you know, keeping it quite simple and, and the, design, the design's kind of s- subtly cool. Um, we really don't try to go loud, loud, but just a little pop with. I think that's what our brand is like black and white with a little bit of pop.
0: Over the top radio in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas visiting with Don Powell, founder of Panache Cycleware. Uh, I'm saying Panache. I started with Panache. Uh, do you have a preference?
1: No, not at all. Actually, I think in the dictionary it says you can do it either, either way. Um, and, you know, that small company, Nike, you know, it was always, was it Nike or was it Nike? So, you know, there's precedence of being, being able to pronounce it two ways, I guess.
0: Now, you're the designer. And I've noticed lately, I mean, Houndstooth is really associated with your company. But uh, I was online over the weekend and saw a racer from Giant who had a black outfit and a massive Houndstooth design coming down from his shoulder onto one of the sleeves. And I thought... I didn't know you had giant. Was... <laughs> so yeah, how no, do you feel as, as, you know, your designs are now being picked up by other companies? I also saw on Facebook uh, this morning, uh, Spy Optics CEO Michael Marks posted a picture of some socks for their uh, spy team. And one had vertical stripes and the other had horizontal stripes. And he put out there, which one should I wear? And I wrote, well, you should wear both because vertical is the best. <laughs> um, as far as I knew, you guys started that. I had never seen that before, where one sock is vertical stripes and the other is horizontal.
1: Yeah, you know, design is tricky, right? You know, we we use houndstooth, but we didn't invent houndstooth. Um, it, it, design is a funny world. You you kind of take everything in, and then you pr- you know you produce something that you want to wear. That's really what I do and so when other people are using it you know who knows how they came upon it it's it's out there um they have gravitated towards it you know houndstooth in particular is a really cool design element um if you if you really look at it close it's a square with some some lines off of it and for some reason it's just uh, a neat motif to use either in pattern or on its own so i can see why other people are using it um as well and you know, really, panache is also about kind of truth in advertising. I don't think that anyone was using it in um, in cycling apparel when we first started using it. But, again, who knows? You just kind of – you're taking in the whole world, and then you produce something out. And so every now and then there's, there's overlap. And I think that's probably a good thing. Um, and our – you know, what we need to do is – and what we continue to do is kind of progress even further, use other motifs – um, you know, just keep the keep it all going forward in a fun way, really. There's there's no ill will between anyone. I mean, asymmetric socks, you know, we didn't invent those either. But, you know, it comes from outside of cycling. ASIM socks were are, you know, kind of out there, more and more people are doing them. Socks in general are are rather a big thing now. Um and so we just kind of took that and ran with it as well. So we, um, we didn't invent it. We just liked it. And then we put our own little spin on it.
0: Well, now your house, I'd said earlier, uh, that in agreement with what you said, that panache really is, it just stands out. And, uh, I remember your houndstooth racing kits from last year. I remember some guys went riding by our house and I saw them. I didn't see your logo, but I just went, that is panache.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. I like that. Um, glad that you, you felt that way.
0: So it's funny talking about socks because talk about pop. I mean, your clothing has this classic stylish look to it, but the socks have some real pop.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, a lot of our kits are black and white. Um, you know, it's kind of like your, we call it team issue. That's what we wear. And then to have a little bit of fun, you know, accessorizing uh, either, you know, bright pink or bright neon socks matching with that all black kit kind of makes it stand out and you're again it's like what we are we're, we're classic but there's a little bit of pop a little bit of fun going on and um socks are an easy way for us to do that as well i mean socks don't cost that much so you can do a neon and a pink and you know you're you're not you know spending 250 dollars like you would on a whole kit
0: so you're a former professional racer do you bring a lot of your race experience into your clothing design? Because one of the things I really like about your website, you're gutter inspired.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day, um getting old now, but that was the early nineties, and I, I raced for a Belgian team, uh, called Saxon, Saxon Cell Italia, and we were one of the first uh teams to actually wear non-black shorts. Everything was black. And then um, People started doing colors, and ours was all red, so we we really did stand out in the peloton at the time. As um, you, you could pick any of us out. Um, but back in back in those days too, I think one of the the reasons that I kind of got into apparel was I would always mess around with my clothing because it was Belgium, and at the time it was raining a lot. It was cold. All the early classics were were cold. And so, I don't know, for some reason the Europeans could handle that, um, but I, I couldn't. So I was always like doing things with my base layers or cutting stuff, not, not in a huge way, but it was, it kind of planted the seed. I'm like, why don't we have thermal bib shorts um, for riding when it's 35 degrees? Um, you know, nylon lycra is, is uh, not really, you know, meant for cold, cold weather. So just little things like that, um, trying to keep the body warm is, is really how it, how it all started.
0: So one of the things I've always wondered about what you do is your kits. If you just buy a panache kit, shorts, jerseys, I normally hate doing that with clothing companies. Uh, Going into a bike shop, I don't buy a jersey and shorts because they look kind of, I don't know, dull. Panache really stands out.
1: The matchy match? Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things that we do well is we... More and more people do buy a kit from us, so a bib and a, and a jersey, whereas I think a lot of other times people will just buy a jersey you know, go with a, an existing short that they have. Um, we design so that the top, you know, we have we have a few different basic black bottoms. And so really any of our jerseys will match with those black bottoms. So you can do it that way, or you can go um, matchy-match, I like to say. But one of the things we do in the matchy-match zone is we actually they're not super matchy-matchy. Some of them are, but most of the time it's more the theory is and this is a, I think an interesting design um uh issue is Americans especially we wear blue jeans a lot, right? They're blue, but somehow blue jeans go with anything, right? You don't like put on a pair of jeans and go, "Hmm, what's going to match with my blue jeans?" Well, somehow everything matches with blue jeans. I think it's a cultural thing. Uh, And so we kind of take that over into some of the stuff we do. We've got some dark blue bib shorts right now, um, polka diamonds, and the tops that go with it are not matchy match. And the the theory there is like, hey, it's you know blue jeans go with anything. This should really go with anything. Kind of, kind of. I think one of the things that does separate us. We you know we do have our moments where we make some stuff um, that is super kit oriented, but um, we are kind of cognizant of trying not to be too matchy match.
0: So you almost go the opposite way, though, on your custom clothing. That Horizon Organic outfit is gorgeous. And then your new houndstooth racing kit. Uh, I finally saw some of them rolling around town and just incredible. I love the houndstooth shorts, yet your jersey is not quite as wild as the shorts are.
1: Yeah, this is a a definite design um, kind of uh, stream that we're working on. Um, i got to give credit to Brad Bingham, who um, has the Bar team, uh, for coming up with really that idea. He did some, a polka dot, bottom, short, and a very simple white top. So that really kind of originated with Brad, and we've kind of taken that and uh, kind of run with it because we we really like it. It's basically like a really loud bottom, which is opposite to what usually goes on, a really kind of loud... Um, and then a, a super simple top. And one of the other things that we're doing now is we are printing on what we call the center panels on the bib short, the panels that touch the saddle. And that um, there's a reason that we didn't do that in the past. The fabrics weren't that durable that you would print on. So if you printed on that fabric and you rode on the saddle where it touches and rubs the most, it would um, not hold up very long. But now the technology is there um so that it does. so now we can really kind of go crazy on the bottoms
0: so i you know people are already doing houndstooth and the asymmetrical socks i how are you motivated what what kind of inspires your style design for the upcoming seasons
1: well one of the things that we're that we're onto now is you know we're we're an american company and we take you know um we're proud of that, and if you, if you think about it, a lot of, a lot of uh, cycling companies are very uh, European-oriented, like, oh, you know, Italian names, and Belgium is great. And really, if you think about it, um, it, it's not actually the case. The people who are pushing the innovations in cycling are the American companies. Um, you know, Trek, Cannondale, Specialized really are the three companies um, that have pushed the dial the most on frames and bike technology. So we like to put ourselves in a similar category where it's, you know, American ingenuity trying to push this stuff. And, um, you know, in 2015, later on in 2016, we have some really cool stuff coming on online. Um, very technology oriented, trying to solve problems about riding in the hot weather and the cold weather in the rain, et cetera. But that kind of extends into our design aesthetic as well. And, and being American, um, and, to be honest with you, it's not actually that, it's not easy, right? So it's like, we, we, we design stuff, and the, the quintessential question is, will we ride in it? Um, and sometimes we go a little bit too over the top. Sometimes it's it's not, you know, classic cycling. Like, I have this design that I did that I thought looked really cool. It had a bunch of circles and bullseyes in it. Um, but at the end of the day, I couldn't connect it to something, you know, kind of cycling, classic. Um, so it kind of didn't make the, the cut. But we're all... To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. boys looking to those little American pieces to put in the kit, and um, one thing that's going to come down the pike here probably in the April time frame is, of all things, um, curtains. So it sounds funny, but you know your grandma's curtains. We have a really cool women's design that uh, incorporates, you know, this floral print is not it's not a girly floral print. It's kind of a, I don't know, stoic uh, floral print. Um, really loud on the bottoms. And then again, like we've been talking about on the top, we go super simple. But, um, you know, that's pretty much where we're at right now. Kind of crazy bottom, simple top, um, and American motifs.
0: Very cool. Now, this is Over the Top Cycling. We're visiting with Don Powell, CEO and founder of Panache Cyclewear here in Boulder, Colorado. Now... I was saying earlier, actually really started off this entire show with how competitive the clothing market is. And you see some companies that are promising five-week turnarounds or companies that are doing one-offs. I mean, people are really coming up with some creative ideas to try to make themselves sellable. Um, Panache, you've got quality. Uh what else do you offer someone who's coming in to get a custom order and they're putting out bids against other companies what what separates you from the pack?
1: yeah um there is a lot of competition in the space um you know one of the things that we do our product is the quality is the given right we have um we use Italian fabrics and Italian chamois um you know in this case, Italy, they put out great fabrics. Um, Switzerland puts out great fabrics we use some of them and and Japan makes some really great fabrics Um, there are some American mills that are starting to make some really great stuff so we're starting to incorporate that into our pieces as well Um, but you know our sewing is great that when you put on the the bib short you know usually that's what sells us we you know send folks a bib short put it on go for a ride and bam um Our chamois is really quite nice um a number of pros actually have been coming to us and um asking for that chamois and to put in their shorts, so we make that happen um so I think you know to answer your question we've got you know great turnaround times five weeks, but really the the end game here is shorter and shorter lead times and lower and lower minimums so um I could foresee, you know, sometime in the future, it, it goes down to you know one or two weeks and a minimum of, of one. So really, you know, I mean, I think that's the, you know, that's the, that's what we're shooting for, right? You can get just about anything in this country next day. So, um, that's the end game, really. And we have to set up the process to get there, and we're working on that. Um, you really shouldn't have to wait eight weeks anymore for for really anything. So this is not easy. It it requires some throwing some technology. Uh, at this uh, but that's where that's where the end game is so we don't have it there yet um, but I'd say 2016 will have that in place. Oh.
0: Now how important is having a race team to you guys you've got Houndstooth Racing I, you had Horizon Organic uh, you've got a coach I think out of your building
1: Yep, we got uh Colby Pierce, uh John Tarkington, we've got a local development team, kind of a U twenty three, maybe it's more like a U twenty five team at this point, but um Colorado Collective, bunch of young, hungry guys who are really uh savvy on the marketing end of things. Um we've got um again the Evolution of the Horizon team, Nick Tragus's team uh on our stuff, um doing, you know, kind of testing prototypes, that kind of thing. We have uh your endurance team, of course on on panache. Um, very exciting uh, to be working with you. Um, and I know that you have asked uh, a little bit earlier about st- stating why we're super interested in your team.
0: Because that's really unique. I mean, ultra cycling used to really be seen as a, a fringe sport. Um, so to have you guys say, you know, we'd like to have you part of Houndstooth Racing was i mean you really reached out to us that that was impressive
1: well thanks I mean the way that that all came about was we uh andy Pemberton um, my business partner and uh in charge of sales operations and finance lots of stuff um he did ram what was it two years ago um eight man team and really uh got into it um and is exciting so it was an exciting event, especially the the teams that are that part of the ram is growing and growing you know, you get eight, eight guys, eight women together and, you know, riding across the country. I mean, yeah, it's, it's mostly tough, but it's also fun okay. until, until maybe you kill each other in in the van and whatnot. Um, but no, it's an exciting event. And, um, also as far as our product is concerned, um, I think, you know, having the opportunity to test it in such an event as well, um, goes a long way for us to better our own product. Um, You're on a bike seat for a long time. Um, You know, the requirements of your uh, kit is pretty high. So, you know, what better event than to throw our stuff in and and get feedback on?
0: Yeah, we've got a lot of people who are going to be racing solo 24-hour, 500s. I know we've got uh, at least one doing Race Across America this year. I know a couple are doing Race Across the West. So uh, the chamois and material are going to get some hard use.
1: Yes, they are. Looking forward to that. They'll do fine.
0: So yeah, I mean, you walk into the office, you actually see at Andy's desk his RAM qualified uh certificate, which again, that's that's kind of unique to see when you go into a business. A lot of people are like, huh, ultra cycling, what's
1: that? Yeah, he had a he had a blast. Um, also some, you know, besides yourself, some local people who are covering the event and got to talk about that. And um, you know we just wanted to be part of that um, there should be a little asterisk here where me personally um, I can't see doing the event maybe on the team side but I have, a, I have a rule I don't do anything longer than I am sleeping at night for so you know I sleep about seven hours a night so I don't do anything that takes longer than seven hours that's my I, own thing
0: I, I sleep about four so there we go <laughs> <laughs> So where is Panache going? Uh, we've talked some about your design. Um, where else do you see the company growing? Um, you're really big in Boulder. You come here and you see Panache everywhere, really out on the road. Um, how are you getting out into markets around the U.S.?
1: Yeah, we um, we're big here in Boulder. Uh, obviously, we've got some other pockets where we have a, a good following mostly it just all happens word of mouth and then things kind of go from there but um austin texas um the bay area um and then uh, in the in socal area as well and then throughout the country as well but yeah we're um we haven't really advertised much at all um and you know it's mostly word of mouth uh 2015 2016 we we um we are going to um do some more communicating we're going to do some rides in some various uh cities um just cuz we like to be really hands on with uh folks and go out for rides um maybe a little bit more like instagram twitter facebook uh some really nice tools to talk with um, customers and bike riders and bike racers uh, directly. So instead of doing uh, conventional ads where uh, folks are, there's an intermediary that you're going through, we really like to ha- have uh, discussions, talks, and communicate directly with folks. Um, I think it's a something that's Obviously, different about our world than it was 10 years ago, and I think it's something that's you know better for you know everyone because the dialogue is is more direct. So, you know, we're going to sell direct on our website. We we do that now. Um, we communicate directly. We'll have a uh, small number, a short list of uh, key retailers that we work with across the country. That was my next
0: question. I was wondering. Yep. yep. You know,
1: right now we have um, a really s- small, tight number 10, and we really don't see that number going above 50 in the next two or three years, so that um, we keep it small um, and, you know, the dialogue is direct. That's, that's the goal.
0: Now, tell us about Interbike as we're starting to wrap up here. You guys had a pretty good show.
1: Yeah, we went to Interbike, which is the, the only U.S. trade show for the cycling industry. It happens in September. Um, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, cross Vegas goes on at that time and that's a good, good time, a night cross race with, uh, uh, several of the world's best bike racers. So that's always fun to go to. Uh, and then, yeah, we show there. So the goal there is media retailers come by your booth and check out your stuff. And, um, at that point, um, it's kind of the end of the, what they call the selling season, um, retailers place orders and then, um, over the fall and winter we're producing and then delivering in March, April. But
0: I think you also got a best in show.
1: Oh yeah. That, yeah, we did.
0: Um,
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I
0: was.
1: (laughs) We did. We got a best in show um, mountain bike review for our uh, mountain bike line. And then we also got best in show for our um, triathlon uh, as well, our triathlon line as well. So that was some good kudos there. And, um, yeah, I, I think Interbike has become an interesting um, show where it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a big industry party on the one hand. It's where you're supposed to get business done um, on the other hand. But a big part is really media and, and getting the media to know your brand and understand your products and then for them to kind of uh, help push you out. And if you do great stuff, that's an easy task. And if you don't, it's a hard task.
0: And also, as far as comparison, I believe Velo News just did a bib shorts comparison on high-end bib shorts, and you all were the selected apparel.
1: Yeah, editor's pick, in fact. So uh, that was quite an honor. There were a lot of other uh, top brands there, and and we got really best in show for our V-Lab bib short, which is our highest-end bib short. And... Highest end is really a, a misnomer. It's really, we we make our stuff um, you know, by uh, use. So we, we have like our training bib short, we have our um, high-end training slash competition short, and then we have our competition-only bib short. And that's the one that one editors pick. It has laser-cut bottom openings with some silicone gripper in there, um, a really unique uh, bib strap that's uh, super lightweight, almost makes you feel like you're not wearing a bib uh, at all. And um, a really nice fabric that has this really close weave uh, to it, so that it's it's more aerodynamic. Yeah, it's on the margin, but it, it's technically more aerodynamic, um, and quite durable. So, and it had our our one and only chamois in it as well. So, uh, like I said, we don't we 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 kind of uh, segment the line for use, not really for good, better, best. Everything is really best, um, but you know. For competition, there are some things like the the laser cut silicone gripper that you really want to save for competition, um, mostly because of wear. Like a Ferrari, you know, it's 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 going to have a a lifetime to it. Um, but the benefit is for racing, more aerodynamic um, things of that sort.
0: Yeah, I tried on a pair of V Labs, and at 52, I didn't feel like I was worthy. <laughs> <laughs> not so so here you've got v-lab which is as high as you can go uh but you also make a great line of casual wear i've got a couple of your shirts uh in fact i wore one at the finish line of ram last year announcing and it didn't get wrinkled and i sleep on the stage uh it stayed dry it you know, I stunk, but the shirt certainly didn't. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you guys have really been innovative with what you said. You won an award for your triathlon wear, your mountain bike wear. You've got V-Lab, you've got the bullet bibs, and then your ca- casual line, which that hoodie too is just perfect for post-race.
1: Yeah, we've got a sweet hoodie. We've got a, a button-down short sleeve and a and a polo. And then um, a couple of tech tees. So really the same approach that we use um, or take with our um, technical line. Really, it's what do we want to wear um, off the bike? And we make it. So, you know, polo shirt, that wicks. Um, because, you know, we are rather active people when we're off the bike as well and and tend to um, – uh, not that we sweat more, but we just do things other than just walk down the, the road. Um, and then design-wise, again, it's, it's more kind of subtle. A lot of things taken from cycling. We do some horizontal bars, some chevrons, and add in a little bit of pop. Like on the hoodie, the, the uh, tabs are neon um, with a, you know, against a, a gray background. Yeah,
0: I love so. it. So where can people go to find out more information about Panache Cyclewear?
1: Yeah, you can go to our website, panachecycleware.com. Um, that's a lot to uh, remember. You can just Google Panache and cycling, and you'll find us as well.
0: All right. Don Powell, Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank
1: you, George. Hold up.